It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. of the College Football Betting Show. A few weeks ago, we started with the SEC East. Then we went SEC West, Big Ten East. Today, it is a look at the Big Ten West. Just a fascinating division. Three new head coaches. Remember, this is a place where Purdue, yes, Purdue is the reigning Big Ten West champ. Final year of divisions. By the way, since I recorded the Big Ten East preview, the Big Ten has added two teams. So you talk about a division and a conference in transition, final year of 14 teams in the Big Ten. When I last recorded, we thought we were going to 16 next year with USC and UCLA. They have since added Oregon and Washington. So a fascinating division, a fascinating conference, final year in the Big Ten as we know it. The Big Ten West is fascinating. As I said, we've already previewed the Big Ten East, the SEC East, and the SEC West, so make sure to download those podcasts if you haven't. Also, before we get started, quick thank you to our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. All of these odds provided by Betfred Sportsbook. Download the app, make your bets, do what you got to do. If you hear an over, if you hear an under that you like, Betfred is the place to go. Also, make sure to subscribe. To this podcast, we're rolling out season previews into week zero and into week one. Then obviously we'll break down the big games. And most importantly, uh, make sure to also subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube is finally starting to pick up some steam. This is separate from the Aaron Torres podcast YouTube channel. If you search college football betting with Aaron Torres, you can find us there. Subscribe really would appreciate you. All right, let's get to the Big Ten West. Um, And listen, I'll be blunt. On paper, know that this this has been a division. Um, certainly, it's just been an interesting division. Let me put that delicately over the last couple of years. But this is going into 2023, one of the most fascinating divisions in football. And it's because of the new head coaches in this division. So let's jump in. And I want to start with my favorite bet, which is also arguably the most high-profile team in the division. It is the Wisconsin Badgers. The over-under win total is eight and a half, and most of the money for Wisconsin is coming in on the over. Got to bet it at the odds are minus 140 to take the under. It is plus 110. Before we get into position groups and this and that, it is worth noting one thing on Wisconsin. 
And this is something it's still taking some getting used to. I cannot believe this program was able to reel in Luke Fickle as its head coach. Unbelievable. And I think this is one of those things, right? So much happens in a college football offseason. But think about a year ago. If I had told you, one, that Paul Christ was even going to be fired, but two, that you got Luke freaking Fickle, cannot believe it. I believe he is one of the five best coaches in college football. Obviously elevated Cincinnati into a college football playoff as a group of five and fascinated to see what he does here in Madison. More importantly than just the name, he has taken a new approach, a new attitude to Wisconsin, a program that, by the way, like a very good baseline and a very good kind of a, a ground floor, if you will. This isn't tearing this thing down and ripping it up. It is a program that has had a good foundation, and I am I love what he's done early. First of all, from the offensive perspective, I know I'm not the first, and I know I'm not the hundredth person that you have heard this offseason say, get ready for a different look from Wisconsin going into 2023, okay? This is a ground-and-pound football program historically. We know the history. Barry Alvarez comes in, beefs up the offensive lines. We want to run. We want to control the clock, cold-weather football, all that good stuff. Luke Fickle will certainly take some elements of that, but remember, he brought in Phil Longo as his offensive coordinator. Phil Longo is an air-raid guy, air-raid disciple, comes from North Carolina where he was uh, instrumental in, in really taking Drake May to the next level over the last couple of years. Don't want to say that he did it himself. Drake May is an incredible talent. But you go from Sam Howell, Drake May, this is a pass-heavy offense that obviously has some run principles to it. I'm not an X's and O's guy, but they're going to look a lot different. And the personnel they've recruited reflects that. Remember, again, this eight-year Wisconsin, your grandpa's Wisconsin football, ground and pound. They brought in Tanner Mordecai from the transfer portal to play quarterback. For those of you who do not know that name, he was at SMU the last two years, began his career at Oklahoma. How about these for stats from Tanner Mordecai? 72 touchdowns, over 7,000 yards in the last two seasons. Again, he doesn't come there if he doesn't think that he is going to be able to throw the football around the field. This was a guy that I think a lot of people thought was going to go into the NFL and was convinced to go into the portal, come to Wisconsin. And the good news is he's going to have plenty of talent around him. On top of Tanner Mordecai in the portal, Wisconsin also brought in Bryson Green at wide receiver, was Oklahoma State's second leading wide receiver. C.J. Williams from USC is a former top 100 prospect. So you got weapons and you know, oh, by the way, that you're still going to be able to run the ball with Braylon Allen, 1,200 yards rushing a season ago. Also worth noting, it's I don't like talking backup quarterbacks. It's kind of a weird conversation when you know who the starter is. But like how Wisconsin stacked the quarterback room, brought in a former four-star named Nick Evers from Oklahoma. So basically, they're going to have a competent backup, and they're going to have a competent succession plan going into next year. As far as the defense is concerned for Wisconsin, Here's the crazy part about Wisconsin. That defense was really good last year, and you don't need the defense to make leaps and bounds improvement. You just need the offense to be a little bit better than it was a year ago when it was abysmal. Let's make no mistake about it. You look at Wisconsin a season ago. Here were the stats offensively. 
where where are they? I'm pulling them up right now. Forgive me. 76 nationally in scoring, 113th nationally in passing, 90th in total offense. That undersells the fact that the defense was actually very good. Gave up 17 points in a loss to Washington State. Gave up, you know, you go down the list, a solid defense with plenty returning on that unit. Now, they did lose some key pieces, but you look at some of the guys that they have come back, they should again be improved. And again, this was a good defense to begin with. 20th nationally in points per game allowed. By the way, I just threw a bunch of stats out. That was the offense, okay? So the defense, 20 points per game allowed. That's 17th nationally. The eighth best rush defense in college football. The 10th ranked total defense in college football. So you're talking about top 20 in in scoring defense and total defense. Again, I keep repeating it. If the offense is incrementally better, this should be a better football team. You know what? I really like Wisconsin, though, coming into 2023. For a Big Ten West, and again, this is the final year of divisions, that schedule is actually pretty manageable. Okay, never easy in the Big Ten West, never easy in the Big Ten period. And they do have a weirdly tough game. In week two, they go to Washington State. Remember, Washington State came to Camp Randall last year and beat them. And that was probably the beginning of the end for Paul Christ. Well, now they got to go to Washington State. Washington State obviously has a chip on their shoulder, knowing that they got squeezed out of the the, the, the any power conference going forward. That's going to be a big game for them. But on the positive, you look at the Big Ten schedule. It's pretty manageable. No Michigan. No, uh, no Michigan, no Penn State. Ohio State is at home. But how about this? We already know it's a night game, one of those NBC. Remember, NBC will have the Big Ten night games going forward. That is going to be a home game, Halloween weekend, Wisconsin hosting Ohio State. So you talk about one of the craziest atmospheres we'll have in college football this year. They also get Iowa at home as well. You look at the Big Ten road schedule. Here are the Big Ten road games for Wisconsin this season. Purdue, Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota. And so I bring it up because it does not get much easier than that. And I'll say this. My official best bet, and I will be betting this, in the Big Ten West, I like Wisconsin over eight and a half wins. Again, it won't be easy. They got to go to Washington State. They get Ohio State at home. But no Michigan, no Penn State. Uh, Iowa at home. And again, I said it like seven times during that segment. You just have to be incrementally better on offense. The defense will take care of itself. I like Wisconsin to go nine and three or 10 and two. And frankly, I kind of like them to win the division. All right, let's keep it going. Luke Fickle, one new head coach in this division. There is another very high profile head coach in this division that is new as well. That is Matt Rule at Nebraska. Now, Nebraska, their over-under win total is six and a half. I'll be blunt. I was kind of surprised at how high that win total is, and that is reflected in the money coming in on Nebraska. The over, you got to bet them at plus 110 odds. The under is minus 135. And so it speaks to betters like the under in this spot. And I sort of get it. And, and let me start before I do any negativity. I love the Matt Ruhire. Let's just get that out of the way. Let's be blunt. Let's be transparent. Let's be obvious. When Scott Frost was fired in late September, this was the guy that I said, you have to go get. Now, at the time, he was still employed by the Carolina Panthers, but you knew it wasn't going well. 
you knew there'd probably be an opportunity to get him. So credit Nebraska for getting this guy. And I really like who he is and what he's about. He's a builder. He's a program developer. We talked about it when the hire got made. You talk about a, a, a guy that took Temple from, from the bottom to the top. Baylor, year three, I think it was, maybe year four, has him playing for a Big 12 title. And if you remember that year, if they won the Big 12, they were going to the college football playoff. Did not work out. But Matt Rule is a really good coach, and I'm really excited to see him at Nebraska. The concern, of course, is that unlike Luke Fickle, he doesn't re really return much of an infrastructure, okay? This stat on Nebraska blew me away. And Nebraska fans, I'm sorry to do it. I love Nebraska. I've said it many times. I'm a child of the 90s. Nebraska was the Alabama of my childhood. I want Nebraska to be good. When I saw this stat, I couldn't believe it. Nebraska has not played in a bowl game since 2016. They haven't played in a bowl game. Forget playing for a conference championship, a division championship. They haven't played in a bowl game since 2016. It shows you how far they've fallen, and it shows you the work that Matt Rule is going to have to do to get this fixed. Now, in terms of the positives, or at least the interesting, like everything else, this is the portal era. And I think like a lot of head coaches, Luke Fickle talked about this. Uh, Brian Kelly, who's in his second year, has talked about this. Matt Rule probably wants to develop players from high school within the program, but was very aggressive in the portal, including at quarterback where he went out and got Jeff Sims. Now I get for his offense specifically, you want to have a quarterback that's mobile. Let me also say, I do feel like the Jeff Sims hype I don't really get it. This I, I've heard a lot of people kind of try to sell me that Jeff Sims is going to be, was really good and is going to be really good at Georgia tech. Here's the bottom line. And to be clear, I get that he wasn't playing with very much talent at Georgia tech, but this was a guy whose best season was 2021, 60% completion, 12 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 372 yards rushing. That was his best season, and last year, 58% completion percentage, four TDs, three interceptions. Not blaming the kid. A lot of, you know, listen, he he went to a situation that was not good at Georgia Tech. Clearly, Jeff Collins wasn't the right coach. But I look at that, and I say, that's the savior for Nebraska. I'm not sure that I see it. Good news, does have some nice pieces around him. Leading returning rusher, Anthony Grant, is back. 915 yards, six touchdowns, four and a half yards per carry last season. Uh, also, Marcus Washington, uh, second leading receiver from a year ago, thought he played well uh, for an otherwise unfortunate Nebraska situation. 31 catches, 471 yards, one touchdown. And Xavier Betts was really good two seasons ago. Redshirted last year should see a bigger role. Beyond that, offensive line is definitely a work in progress. About three, four transfers that have come in, but should get improved over the course of the year. The question, of course, is defensively. Um, and listen, whenever you talk about a team with a first-year head coach, but more specifically a first-year head coach where the previous head coach was fired early in the year, I get that last year's Nebraska defensive stats might not totally be fair because bluntly, um, you know, bluntly, you look at Nebraska and that is probably a program where I hate to say it, but I'm sure a lot of those kids, I don't want to say they quit on the new coaching staff led by Mickey Joseph, but I can see where the intensity wouldn't be there for 12 weeks when for nine of those weeks, you're playing for an interim head coach. I bring it up. That, that defense wasn't good. 
28 points per game allowed, 76 nationally. Uh, 414 yards per game allowed, 99th nationally. 189 yards per game allowed, 108th nationally. And then also on top of that, the pass defense was ranked 67th nationally. And again, I get that there was an interim head coach. By the way, you look at some of the results from even early in the season. Remember, Northwestern, it was the only win that they got against a Power 5 opponent. Northwestern put up 31 points on them. Georgia Southern put up 45 points on them. Oklahoma put up 49 points on them. Purdue put up 43 points on them. The defense, to its credit, got a little bit better late, took care of Wisconsin or or held Wisconsin to just 15 points. We talked about Wisconsin, Iowa, et cetera. But the defense wasn't very good. Um, And you look at, at this group, unfortunately, they just didn't add a ton via the portal probably the most high profile name elijah judy uh from texas a&m former four five star guy never really got it going there uh good news is though a lot of experience in the back seven luke reimer back 86 tackles three and a half tackles for loss last year nick heinrich 37 tackles before an injury midway through the season and they did add mj sherman from georgia a high profile transfer secondary as well by the way has a lot of returning experience uh, Miles Farmer, Quentin Newsom, Malcolm Hartsog, among the many who played last year. Now, in terms of the schedule, here's the concern, right? And I just talked about it with Wisconsin. Wisconsin's schedule is pretty manageable for Big Ten West standards for the final year of, of divisions in the Big Ten. Nebraska, not so much. Nebraska opens at Minnesota, which is going to be tough. And then has to go to Colorado in week two, which will be the home debut of Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. Not saying that they won't be favored because they are in the Betfred Sportsbook as we talk right now. But at the same time, that's a tough opening two games for a new head coach. And then by the end of September, early October, you have to play Michigan and you play Illinois on the road. Illinois, again, remember, is coming off an eight-win year under Brett Bielema. Second half is manageable. But you do have to play at Wisconsin and then Iowa at home to close the year. So I don't think it'll be easy. And so I look at this Nebraska team. Listen, I hope I'm wrong. I want Nebraska to be good so bad. But at the same time, have to be fair, have to be realistic. Matt Rule inherited a very tough situation. I don't love Jeff Sims. Inexperienced offensive line. Inexperienced defensive front for Nebraska. Although the second, uh, uh, the back seven should be good. And I do worry about that schedule. I actually think the under is the right play here. I see why the money is coming in on the under. It is hard for me to find six, seven definitive wins, excuse me, because the over under is six and a half. Uh, I would take the under. I don't know if I'll officially bet that one though. Cause I, I, I listen, I could see the scenario where Nebraska gets to seven and five and goes to a bowl game. Obviously, you know, you play Northwestern at home, Purdue at home, cross-division games with Michigan State, Maryland at home. So I can see the scenario, but it's 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 not going to be easy sledding, and it'll be fascinating to watch unfold. Would lean under there, but probably won't bet it. All right, let's do it. We got to dive in, and we got to, you know what we got to talk about. We got to talk about the Iowa Hawkeyes coming off. What a season it was at Iowa, okay? So first of all, the over-under win total in the Betfred Sportsbook, it is eight and a half for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Money coming in on the under, plus 110. You got to bet it at to get the over, the under minus 130. For Iowa, listen, we know what the narrative is, right? Defense was elite. And it was elite, by the way. 
When I get to the defensive numbers for Iowa, you will be blown away. By the way, Iowa had two first-round picks off that defense, Lucas Van Ness, who's now with Green Bay, and also Jack Campbell, who is with Detroit. And so I bring it up because when I talk about this team, when I talk about Iowa, the defense was elite, which makes watching that offense that much more of a struggle. You look at the offense. I'm just going to give you the numbers. You are going to be frustrated and angry just hearing them. They ranked 122nd nationally in scoring. They ranked 122nd, or excuse me, 129th nationally in total offense, 123rd nationally in rushing offense, 122nd nationally in passing offense. You understand there's only 131 FBS teams, right? They were in the bottom 10 nationally in every major offensive category. Now, if you're looking for a glass is half full positive, the glass is half full positive is they did bring in some talent in the portal to help that offense. Cade McNamara is in. Remember, he was actually, people forget this. Cade McNamara was the opening day starter for Michigan last season. Remember, there was the weird thing with Harbaugh where we knew he wanted to start J.J. McCarthy, but he didn't officially announce it. So Cade McNamara started week one. J.J. McCarthy started week two. And week three, they rolled with McCarthy. Cade McNamara gets hurt. And then from there, Cade McNamara ends up transferring. But this was a guy that two years ago won the Big Ten as a quarterback at Michigan. Um, and oh, by the way, led Michigan to a 12-2 and season and, a, and a, a spot in the playoff. On top of him, you also bring back uh, your two leading rushers, Caleb Johnson, 779 yards per game last year. Five yards per uh, or five yards per carry, almost six yards per carry. Honestly, six TDs, not bad considering how bad the offense was. LaShawn Williams, four hundred twelve yards rushing, two TDs, and then you look at the wide receiver room. Actually, some interesting names in the wide receiver room again via the portal. Caleb Brown, former top one hundred recruit from Ohio State. Seth Anderson, forty two catches, seven TDs at Charleston Southern last year. Also, at the tight end position, Eric All at tight end from Michigan. Do not forget that name. Remember Eric All? He was a big part of that Michigan Big Ten championship team two years ago. And so the thing about Iowa, it's a lot like I just discussed with Wisconsin. They don't need to be great. They just need to be a tiny bit better, and they could have a big season ahead. That defense, again, I'm going to read you the stats. You're going to be blown away. The defense ranked second nationally in scoring defense. Second nationally in total defense. 11th nationally in rush defense. Sixth nationally in pass defense. And so, listen, that is incredible. They should not have been that bad. Really quickly, here's how many points Iowa gave up in some of their games last year. I just want you to fully understand how good this defense was relative to how bad the offense was. How about this? Gave up three points in an opener against South Dakota State, won seven to three. They gave up 10 points against Iowa State and lost 10 to seven. Gave up nine points to Illinois and lost nine to six. So just think about that. Gave up 10 points and nine points, and those were two losses. Gave up 24 points in a 24-17 loss to Nebraska. So you look at this Iowa team. They don't have to be significantly better. They just have to be good enough. Now, the thing with the defense, they did lose some key pieces. I mentioned uh, Lucas Van Ness. How about him? First-round pick of the Green Bay Packers. 
Jack Campbell, first round pick of the Detroit Lions. Do bring back some interesting pieces. Deontay Craig along the defensive front, 11 tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks. Joe Evans, eight TFLs, six sacks. Logan Lee, eight TFLs as well. Um, so Iowa, again, offense should be improved. Defense just needs to be as, uh, they don't, they're not going to be as good, but can they be a, a, a version of that? And if they are, they should be a good team. Now, what does concern me about Iowa? It is the schedule. So the schedule is thankless. Okay. Not impossible because they don't play Michigan this year. They don't play Ohio state this year, but they play just in the first month at Iowa state at Penn state. That Penn State game we know is a night game. We know is a whiteout game for the Nittany Lions. So that's going to be one of the craziest environments of the year. Beyond that, middle of the season, you have to play at Wisconsin. You have to play at Nebraska to end the year. Now, the middle of the year, it is a very manageable schedule. Between at Wisconsin and at Nebraska, how about this? Four straight road games from late October to early November. Minnesota, Northwestern, Rutgers, and Illinois, Although it is worth noting on this Northwestern game, um, that is a Northwestern game that is, it's not a home game. I take that back. It is a neutral site game uh, at Wrigley Field. So they won't have to play. They'll play one true road game after October 14th. You can't beat that. Um, As far as the over-under is concerned, listen, it's a stay away to me. Um, On the one hand, I'll say this. Part of me does like the over. Because as critical as we were, remember, they went 7-5 and five last year with that offense as bad as it was. They don't need to be significantly better. They won seven games with the worst offense in Power 5 football. If they're just a little bit better, is that a nine-win team? I could see it. But with the schedule the way that it is, I'm just not going to bet it. I, I do think when I look at this team, 8-4 and four to 9-3 and three feels about right. Going to stay away there. All right, speaking of right. That was the right way to start a show. What we're going to do now, take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hit on the rest of the Big Ten West, Illinois, Wisconsin, or Illinois, uh, Purdue, a couple other interesting teams, Northwestern, Minnesota. Quick break. Be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. By now, You know Betfred's story started in 1967 in the UK, over a thousand shops in the UK, and they have now come to the United States and made a major splash. They are the presenting sponsor of not only all things Aaron Torres Media, but the Colorado Rockies, 
the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals. And what I love about Betfred, nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred does. I've been telling you that for a year. We have sent listeners of the Aaron Torres pod to Denver Broncos VIP tailgates. The Betfred suite at Cincinnati Bengals games is rocking. Betfred betters have thrown out first pitch at the Colorado Rockies games. Nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. And here is what they are doing for you right now. How about this? Bet $50 on any game. Get up to $1,111 in free bets. Here's how it works. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app. Bet 50 bucks on anything you want to bet on. You automatically get $111 in free bets. But beyond that, you get up to $200 in insurance for your first five weeks as a Betfred customer, totaling $1,111 in free bets. I've told you for a year, nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. They're the only book that I bet with, and I want to thank Betfred for being our presenting sponsor. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Let's get to the rest of the Big Ten West over under win totals. Of course, presented by Betfred Sportsbook, our presenting sponsor. And let's start with a very interesting team, in my opinion, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Over-under for Minnesota is 7.5. The over, you got to bet them at plus 120 odds, minus 150 for the under of 7.5. And a a couple things on Minnesota. One, because he's a little bit of a different cat, I don't think people realize how good P.J. Fleck has been at Minnesota. You understand that over the last 100 years of football at Minnesota, they have a grand total of four nine-win seasons at Minnesota. Not great, but listen, some schools set up better than others, right? Why do I bring it up? You know that P.J. Fleck has three of those four nine-win seasons in the last 100 years of Minnesota football. That's how good he has been. And this program is, again, coming off a nine-win year. Now, obviously, in the offseason, they did have that weird little, you know, hazing story that I didn't really think much of. P.J. Fleck completely dismissed it. I don't really buy it. Doesn't really matter to me. 
Um, I've said many times, you know, this is a program that had at least last year, several sixth year seniors in the program. Um, you don't keep guys around for six years. If you don't, if you're not doing something right and you are not running a program that guys want to be a part of. So I think there's real hazing situations. I think it's bad. We'll talk about Northwestern momentarily. I don't think it happened at Minnesota. Now, in terms of Minnesota, what is especially interesting about this year's team, as I mentioned, they lost a bunch of sixth-year seniors, including Tanner Morgan, who's basically been the quarterback there forever, uh, Mo Ibrahim, who has been the running back there forever, obviously had that incredible opening night against Ohio State a few years ago, gets hurt, comes back last year, and has a very good season. Why I bring it up, though, is because Minnesota has had a very defined style of play over the last couple of years, but with some of those guys gone, I do think they could look a little bit different. First off, that style of play, anybody who has watched him knows. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Take time off the clock, take time off the clock, take time off the clock, play great defense. That has been their MO really the last couple of years under P.J. Fleck, and it worked very well last year, again, with a nine-win season. Last year, this is how this just tells you how Minnesota played a season ago. Did you know that they were third in college football in time of possession last year behind only Navy and Air Force? So two spread option teams or, or, or triple option teams, excuse me, were number one and number two in time, time of possession. Minnesota was number third. How about this? They ranked 16th nationally in rushing yards, 115th nationally in passing yards. So unlike Iowa, that I don't even know if they could throw the ball if they, they wanted to, Minnesota really didn't even try to throw the ball. And so that's what's going to be different about this year. New quarterback, new offensive coordinator, Kirk Soraka has left for Rutgers. Um, and really, if you look at the additions in the portal, I think they want to throw the football around a little bit more. Now, the ground and pound stuff is always going to be a thing. They did add Sean Tyler from Western Michigan in the portal over a thousand yards rushing, seven touchdowns last year. But you look at the receiver room. Corey Crooms Jr., also from Western Michigan, 57 catches, 814 yards, five touchdowns. Elijah Spencer, 57 catches at Charlotte last year, almost a thousand yards, nine touchdowns. So when you add a pair of guys, and I know they're from smaller schools, but with over a hundred receptions a season ago and 15, 14, excuse me, touchdown receptions. I don't think those guys come if they don't think you're throwing the ball to them. So do they open things up a little bit more on, on offense? And if they can, do they are they as good on defense? Because if they're as good on defense and they can score a little bit more, this can be a very dangerous team. Last year, this was a top 15, uh, uh, excuse me, this was a top 15 defense in every major national category, 13.8 points per game allowed, fourth nationally in scoring defense. Wonder how many people knew that coming in. Minnesota, fourth nationally in scoring defense. It's insane, but that speaks to, again, who they've been, what they're about, all that good stuff. On top of that, top 15 nationally in pass and rush defense and eighth nationally in total defense allowed. So the question becomes, can they play that same defense with a little bit of a better offense? That seems to be the theme at Wisconsin, at Iowa, and now here at Minnesota. And they do return a, a fair amount on that defense. In terms of the game, uh, in terms of the over/under, listen, this is a stay away to me, and it's because the schedule is actually pretty tough. At Nebraska to open, or Nebraska at home, excuse me, to open the year, then at North Carolina in the out of conference. Remember, North Carolina has a future top five pick at quarterback in Drake May. They also have Ohio State and Michigan on the schedule, 
So we've talked a lot about some of these programs that get to avoid those schools. Uh, they play uh, Michigan at home immediately after they play Iowa in early or immediately before they play Iowa in early October. Essentially, their Big Ten openers, not technically because they open with Nebraska, but the, the, the first Big Ten game after the out-of-conference slate. And then late in the year, second to last year, they have to play at Ohio State before they play with play Wisconsin at home. And that kind of concerns me. Final four games, Illinois tough, then at Purdue, at Ohio State, and Wisconsin at home. Listen, I like P.J. Fleck. To me, this is a stay away. Eight and four feels certainly possible. But you have Ohio State and Michigan plus North Carolina on the road. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna sit this one out. Let's keep it going with some of the other teams in the Big Ten West. Uh, I want to st- oh, How about this? How about we go to Illinois? Anybody remember Illinois last year? Anybody remember Illinois from like four or five years ago when they were the worst team in this conference? Brett Bielema and I know he's taken a ton of crap through the years for the how it ended at Wisconsin, how it went at Arkansas. I think this guy has found a home at the University of Illinois. Year one, completely overachieved, going five and seven. Last year, they go eight and five. But remember, this team started seven and one a season ago. They beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin in a game that essentially ended Paul Chris' time. It didn't essentially. They did. It did end Paul Chris' time uh, at that program. They beat Iowa. They beat Minnesota. They beat Nebraska. Started seven and one. Now they did struggle a little bit down the stretch, but even in that struggle, remember they almost beat Michigan the week before Michigan played Ohio State. So you talk about a program on the rise. The question in Illinois is: it sustainable? They have lost their their their, their starting quarterback Tommy DeVito, who was very good last year, sixty nine percent completion percentage. Wasn't asked to do a ton through the air, but still threw for fifteen touchdowns, twenty six hundred yards, uh, and more importantly, remember. Chase Brown was the star of this offense, over 1,600 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. He was fourth nationally in rush rushing yards for an individual player. That's a lot to replace. Now, they have some good guys. Reggie Love comes back. He rushed for about 350 yards a season ago, two touchdowns. But you're asking to replace one of the best running backs in college football at a time when you're also breaking in a new quarterback. Now, in terms of that quarterback, uh, Luke Altmeyer is the name there. He transferred in from Ole Miss. Remember, he was back up to both Matt Corral two years ago and uh, Jackson Dart this past season. He actually was the guy, if you remember, two years ago in the Sugar Bowl, Matt Corral tried to play through injury. He gets hurt. Everybody on Twitter, oh, how could you play in this meaningless bowl game? Well, he wanted to play. Luke Altmeyer finished it. He ends up transferring out after last season, though. He will be your likely starter at Illinois. But the reason I can't get behind Illinois, by the way, I didn't even mention Illinois in terms of the over-under win total. The over-under win total for the Fighting Illini is six and a half, pretty much even money coming in on the over and the under. The reason I can't bet it is because of the defense. The defense, remember, one, they had a first-round pick in Devin Witherspoon. Two, they were elite under the former defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters. Number one nationally. Now, part of it is, again, like Minnesota, it is the time of possession stuff. But did you know Illinois, not Georgia, not Bama, not LSU, not Ohio State, not Michigan. Illinois had the number one scoring defense in college football last year, gave up 12.8 points per game. Number three nationally in total defense and a top 10 national 
pass and rush defense. So the question becomes, with Ryan Walters gone, he's now the head coach at Purdue, can you sustain that? Good news is there is a lot of talent coming back. Uh, most notably, Jerzon Newton, second-team All-American a season ago, 13.5 tackles for loss, 5.5 sacks. But it's hard for me to get excited just because new quarterback, new bell cow running back, new defensive coordinator, you lose a first-round pick at cornerback. And the schedule, while not brutal, is not easy. You play at Kansas in the out-of-conference. That's all of a sudden not an easy game. Kansas, of course, went won six games last year, went to a bowl game. You play Penn State at home late in September. And then you also have Wisconsin and Iowa late in the year. The good news is those are both at home. Good news if you're looking for a silver lining for Illinois, most of their big games are at home. Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa. They don't play Ohio State and Michigan. I would lean over here, but I don't feel great about it. Probably won't be betting it, but I would lean over on the Illini. Final two teams in this division uh, and, and two stories that are pretty similar. Purdue, uh, you look at Purdue coming into the season and a couple things stand out about Purdue. First of all, their over-under win total is five and a half. Money coming in on the under minus 150. You got to bet them at plus 120 on the over. Why do I bring it up? It is because total off-season of transition at Purdue. Do you remember Purdue is actually the reigning Big Ten West champ? Not Wisconsin, not Nebraska, not Iowa. Purdue played Michigan in the Big Ten title game last year. So that shows you how wacky this division was last year. But why I can't bet them is pretty simple. They go from Jeff Brom, previous head coach, offensive guy, offensive guru, high-octane passing attack. Defense was very good last year, by the way. To Ryan Walters, the former Illinois defensive coordinator and a defensive-minded head coach. And so when I look at this group, it's just hard for me to sit there and say, like, like what can you even expect a team that goes from offensive guru to defensive guru, a team that lose, lost basically everybody off last year's uh, Big Ten runner-up in theory, uh, including the, the, the quarterback Aiden O'Connell. Now, they did bring in Hudson Card from Texas. I actually think Hudson Card was pretty good uh, in his backup spot when Quinn Ewers got hurt last year. I'll say this for some of these, the, these transfer quarterbacks. Sometimes when a guy loses the starting job, it's obvious. Sometimes when a guy transfers, it's because he's not good enough. Hudson Card, if you remember this time last year, there was talk that he actually won the job coming out of fall camp, but basically Steve Sarkeesian, from a public perception standpoint, had to give it to Quinn Ewers, and Hudson Card was good when he got the job. Keep in mind also that on top of Hudson Card being the um, being the quarterback, Graham Harrell is in at offensive coordinator, so this team could throw the ball quite a bit. With that said, I can't get excited. It's hard for me uh, to feel any any which way about them. The schedule is interesting. Ohio State and Michigan are both on the Purdue schedule this year. So that's not something you want as a first-year head coach, Ryan Walters. Uh, they do play, again, Ohio State at home, Michigan on the road late in the year. They also do have Nebraska on the road. Good, fair, manageable road schedule in the Big Ten. At least reasonable, I guess. They do have Iowa and Michigan on the road. They get Northwestern and uh, Northwestern on the road as well. Should mention, by the way, they get Indiana in a crossover game, which is nice in their their big rivalry. I believe that's the old Oaken Bucket. But they also play at Virginia Tech in the out of conference. This just feels like a total stay away to me. Um, I, I don't even have a strong opinion on a lean on over and under. 
Michigan and Ohio State on the schedule, plus at Virginia Tech, plus at Iowa. That's a lot of that's a lot of tough games. I'm going to stay away. I would lean under on this. Finally, Northwestern over under two and a half wins in the Betfred Sportsbook. Remember, Northwestern last year beat Nebraska in week zero and then did not win a game the rest of the year. The rest of the season, they did not win a game, including against an FCS school in Southern Illinois. We have, of course, the hazing incident. We have Pat Fitzgerald being fired. You cannot in any way, shape, or form get me to bet on this in any way, shape, or form, although obviously I would take the under. The thing is, too, if you look at the schedule, there are three wins on the schedule. They open at Rutgers. We talked about Rutgers last week. I actually like Rutgers defense, but that's a game Northwestern can win. UTEP at home in week two. At Duke in week three is pretty tough, but then you get Howard in a in an out-of-conference game. Late in the year, you get Purdue at home. You get Iowa. There are wins to be had, but I ain't betting them. Again, Northwestern, one win last year. It was in week zero, so how about that? Once week one started, did not pick up a single win, and the scary part is a lot of those games were not even competitive. Lost by 38 points to Illinois. Lost by 28 to Minnesota. Remember, Minnesota was far from a juggernaut. Lost by 20 to Iowa. That speaks for itself. Uh, lost by 35 to Wisconsin in a year they fired their coach. Couple close games late. They did lose by eight to the eventual division champ Purdue. Uh, did lose by a touchdown at Maryland. Did lose by a field goal to Miami of Ohio. That tells you just about everything. If you're if we're talking about Miami of Ohio as a close loss, probably means you should stay away. All right, so that's it for the over-under win totals bet uh, preview on uh, here on uh, the Aaron Torres. Uh, excuse me, not the Aaron Torres pod, college football betting with Aaron Torres. Uh, first of all, let's just quickly rip through my over-under predictions. I do like Wisconsin over eight and a half, Nebraska under six and a half. Uh, uh, Iowa is a total stay away to me as far as their over under is concerned. I would not be betting them. It is eight and a half. I would probably lean under on that one. Minnesota seven and a half, probably lean over, but I will not be betting it. Illinois six and a half over, but I will not be betting it. Purdue five and a half lean under. And of course, Northwestern lean under two and a half. If you're not subscribed to the college football betting show, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure that you are subscribed. Also, on top of that, college football betting, Aaron Torres also on YouTube. So make sure to go ahead and find us there. That's really it. That's really it. Big 10 West is in the books. I think next we'll probably do the Pac-12. We'll do a Heisman show. And of course, before the season starts, we will close out with... Big 12, which actually has 12 teams this year, and uh, and the ACC as well. That's all for today's show. Appreciate you guys and girls listening. We are getting dangerously close to week zero and week one. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.